What is up, Chiefs fans? Welcome back to The Tailgate. I am Tim Thomas, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Graham Oldfather. Graham, what is up, brother? What's up, and welcome back, everybody, and the time is almost here. We are very close. This has been an excruciating wait, but we are almost there. Man, it's it feels it feels unbelievable. The whole city, all of Kansas City is just so fired up. All of, you know, the news, the, the way they're handling it out here, the the nightly news, every, every story is about the Chiefs. Every, I mean, they're showing stories <laughs> of yeah. old ladies writing poetry. About the Chiefs, like any story, if it's about the Chiefs, it's running. It's hilarious. I love it. I mean, yeah, I I've been trying to kind of stay away from it as much as I can. I just keep watching videos consistently. Like I've yeah. just been this whole time. I've just been waiting for this. Two weeks is a little bit too long, but I mean, hey, we made it, and we are going to play a damn good team. And it seems like we are the underdogs all of a sudden yeah it's you know it's essentially been torture just waiting for that two weeks but i mean luckily enough for us uh the way the chiefs have been handling themselves both you know on the practice field supposedly they've been doing a great job uh no injuries really to report just some little uh i think guys getting dinged up but we're talking like you know third yep. third stringers and stuff like that well Everyone practiced yesterday on Thursday, so we're the healthiest we've been in a long time. Yeah, so huge. Every every person on the team practiced, so that is huge. We're healthy at the perfect time. Yeah, that's huge. And then, you know, just the way the Chiefs have been handling the media, I mean, you've been seeing surely all kinds of highlights out there. Twitter's been just lit up with, with everything, you know, Chiefs content, and as well as the 49ers, I mean, Seems like both teams are kind of coming in with a very positive outlook, which to me it seems hard not to. With so many of these guys never playing in this game, it seems like everyone's just genuine, genuinely excited about it and really ready for this opportunity. And a lot of people are kind of hating on the Chiefs for like being a little cocky. And it's like, what would you expect them to be at this point? Like, they've earned the right to be there, and I think that they should be con- confident and pretty cocky. Yeah, I mean, the, the only one that I've ever seen that I've seen so far kind of getting fired up or maybe a little bit uh, what I could see people not appreciating so much has been Frank Clark, who, I mean, we, <laughs> we've we talked about it. He's, he's saying all kinds of stuff about uh, D Ford, you know, lining up offsides. But he, he kind of uh, elaborated a little bit more on that, how when he came in here, part of his motivation was to be, you know, not that guy to be this new face, someone that could be relied on, someone that was not going to make that kind of mistake. And, you know, we have we talked previously about how this is kind of part of his game, how it fires him up, how it gets him going. And so he's been letting his stuff fly, but really it's kind of been specifically about D Ford. I mean, uh, otherwise, other than that, it's it's been a lot of respect. I mean, if you, if you watch some of the presser, you saw Tyree Kill even act like he was going to go in on Richard Sherman. And oh, yeah. Yeah, that talk, was good. And then talk about respect. Tyrant Matthews been the same way with him. I, I thought that was really cool, man. I think that's honestly I kind of appreciate that in this in this game, and and For I, sure. I feel like he's a player that should be respected, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you could see that also with Travis Kelsey and George Kittle up there when they were doing a one-on-one interview and they were both giving love to each other. And yeah, I mean, it has been a lot of that, but I mean, also we've had a few of those comments like, well, I mean, basically just Frank. Frank loves to talk and I mean, he has been backing it up 
the entire postseason. So I, I have no complaints at all about that. So, but he, what did he say? He's like, I just really don't like D Ford. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty hilarious. Honestly, he, he like yeah. he's like, I don't even know we went to school. <laughs> but I yeah, mean, hey. The guys are pumped up. They're ready to be there. They're young. They're excited. And I mean, hey, you know, that's just kind of something that goes with all of this. There's a bunch of media. Um, you know, they're out there talking like four days, four or five days in a row for like an hour and a half to the media. And, you know, one thing gets twisted and turned and then it comes into a false narrative. And that's what everyone runs with. Yeah, no, I th- that's just how it works, man. I mean, especially on Super Bowl week, you got two weeks uh, that you just had to fill with stuff. So, I mean, as a Chiefs fan, it it's been great. It's also been a little bit overwhelming. I know you mentioned that you were kind of trying to stay away uh, from some of the stuff for a little while. I I'm kind of with you. I mean, I've just been so, you know, I wouldn't say stressed out, but just anxious, waiting waiting for this game to happen. That it's it's been tough to just see Chiefs 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 everywhere but i mean it really is a special thing so you gotta enjoy it because you know you never know we gotta wait a whole nother year before we're back here again so uh <laughs> it's gonna be so long i mean yeah february I to february it's gonna be tough i know right but man it's gonna be uh <laughs> but it's it's really been a special thing and yeah i just have loved the way the chiefs have handled it uh i i love how old man tom brady's got to come in and try and enter the fold with a cryptic message or picture of him walking out of gillette stadium i uh gosh gotta gotta somehow be in the conversation right gotta gotta make himself part of the conversation yeah i'm shocked he wasn't at radio row just talking about how he's shocked he isn't there yeah pretty much (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, what was that? Why would you post that picture? And then Adam Schefter comes out and he's like, this is not related to him leaving the Patriots. And it's like, bullshit. What is, what is that? Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean. Like, that has to be some sort of cryptic message about leaving them. But, yeah, yeah we, can, we don't need to talk about Tom Brady all I that much. I don't talk about Screw it. Who gives a shit? He's not that, playing. My whole thing is who gives a shit, man? The, he's washed. We know he's washed. We saw it last year. Yeah, I know he fucking led them, led him down the field only because his interception to lose the game against the Chiefs didn't count, and he, he, the guy's over. And so, who who cares if this is what he has to do now? I'll just laugh and enjoy it. And the Chiefs, <laughs> it should it should make them happy. Honestly, it's like this 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 is what this guy has to resort to to try and get some kind of limelight because the Chiefs right now are the face of the NFL. I did also see that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had said that he he thinks about 50% of the questions he's been asked uh, leading up to the Super Bowl game have been about Tom Brady. and It's not even about the 49ers <laughs> or him. It's yeah. all about Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, they were texting him. They are like, did, did Tom reach out and contact you or anything? And he's like, yeah. And then they just kept digging and digging and digging. And then he's basically like, he basically just said, go win. Can you guys stop asking me these questions? <laughs> like, like, yeah, I feel for Jimmy there. Like, everyone just wants to know about Tom. And what what did Tom tell you? What did Bill, did Bill get in contact? And it's just like, dude, who cares? Ask him a question about the football game this weekend. <laughs> I've, uh, I've been seeing all kinds of stuff about likening Jimmy G as well to the new Alex Smith. Uh, just saying, basically, he is Alex Smith, which is not fair at all. Not I mean, too far off. I I think uh, Alex Smith was a little bit more athletic, uh, but I think Jimmy G, I, you know, I think Maybe. it is, it, it's kind of unfair because, yeah, they're both effective in what they do. I mean, give give Jimmy G credit. 
Like he's, he's to me, he's nothing too special, but the guy operates within the system well, and he's got a coach that knows how to utilize his strengths, which are just you know staying in the pocket, making his reads, and getting the ball out. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of hard, but I mean that's what Alex Smith was basically famous for, and controlling the ball as well. But uh, we're gonna have to see because I think the Chiefs are gonna go ahead and be looking to bring all kinds of pressure and hopefully be getting some turnovers this next game. So I think that's that's kind of a good lead into this game. Graham, what are you feeling? What are you feeling this Sunday, man? Honestly, man, I I think this is gonna be a close one. This is like the hardest I've ever had to think about what my prediction is going to be on the game. Um, I do think I'm gonna go with the Chiefs, but. Uh, this is going to be a tough game. They have a really good running game. They have a great defensive line. We're going to have to have good. We're going to have to win one-on-one matchups on the offensive line. If we don't win one-on-one matchups, all like consistently throughout the day, we're going to lose this game. We're it's kind of that simple. Like or Mahomes is going to have to be like absolutely legendary, which I honestly am banking on. I'm sure he's going to. He hasn't shown us anything to believe anything else. So I mean. If Patrick Mahomes can get some time to throw the rock around, um, we I think we'll be able to win this game well. I don't think a high-scoring game bodes well for San Francisco whatsoever. Um, I think if they want to try and run the ball, we we can definitely we can definitely hold up against them. Last week, the entire narrative was the Chiefs can never stop Derrick Henry. They can't do anything to stop him. And what did we do? Sixty-nine yards and like what like five yards in the second half. So, I mean, everyone just glosses over that narrative that they built last week and just created it again just with a different running back. And they're like, no, they can hit you with numbers. They have a few different backs that are good in different ways. And it's like, okay, well, decide what decide what it is. Like, they're, they're great because they have, like, a dynamic rushing group or, or uh, we're shitty because we just dominated the best rusher in the league that everyone's been hyping up all season so i don't know i don't get the whole narrative on that but i'm cool to play the underdog role for for sure yeah you know and i I think uh the approach from a defensive perspective should be relatively similar to that afc championship game against the titans it should be make jimmy g throw the ball Make him beat you through the air. If they want to run the ball, that's perfectly fine with us. Just play gap sound football. I mean, the biggest thing about that Packers game is if you watch some of the highlights, I mean, yeah, that offensive line is absolutely working. They they have a fantastic offensive line, and they were creating holes for Mostert, who's probably going to be their go-to guy this Sunday. Um I mean, he was getting, I think he had a, almost 180 yards before contact, meaning like the, no one was even touching him at the line because he was getting away so clean. But a lot of that came down to just the the Packers running upfield, running themselves out of play, you know, as, as a defensive-minded guy, watching that kind of stuff happen and seeing them get amount, great amounts of credit for it is it always kind of bugs me a little bit because it's like, well, you just let him. I mean, you ran straight up field. The tackle didn't even have to block you. Could just move on to the next guy, and next thing you know, he's just he's he's a quick enough back to go ahead and get into space and go ahead and break one. So I think that's got to be the thing you focus on. It's just don't let him, don't let him break anything too big. You know, just play sound defense, rally, and and just. Don't let the big plays kill you. Don't let Jimmy G hit you over the top deep. You know, he's he's certainly got threats to do that. I mean, I, I think Emmanuel Sanders could show up in a big way 
in this game, personally. Uh, Greg Kittle is another guy that's obviously a threat. That's the biggest threat, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see because I think uh, in this game you want to leave the Honey Badger available to be out there and just make plays. But if Kittle's starting to go off, don't don't be surprised to see Tyran lock up with him one-on-one, wouldn't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's going to be our best option um, to defend him as best we can. Obviously, the guy's one of the best receivers in the game, or best tight ends in the game, and is going to do work. But um, I like what you had said about the Packers, and I think that a lot of that showed that Matt LaFleur was really a rookie head coach, and that he was kind of in over his head in this situation, and wasn't didn't totally have a game plan put together. They could space the field against this defense, which is what I think Andy does so incredibly well, is that he's going to get mismatches and create open space throughout the field to get players in space and do what our guys do and run tra- run like a track team and just beat people to the end zone. So I think that that's, that's a key, that I think Matt LaFleur was kind of in over his head in that and didn't really have the game plan. And then obviously what happened was, there was a snap. There was a fumble on the snap from Rogers, and then on the following um, on the following possession, he threw an interception. So just immediately like that, they were in a huge hole. And with a running team like that, you cannot get in a huge hole. The Chiefs cannot start out with like a double digit um, deficit immediately. We need to get started. We need to score in our first possession. We cannot go down big to this team because. If, they, if we get down to this team and they start gashing us for runs and holding on to that football, it could be a long day for sure. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chiefs do a lot of short game. Uh, to be throwing throwing the ball not too far downfield, especially to start. Uh, I could see them utilizing the RPO game. The thing is, is that... The, the key guy here to me is Nick Bosa. I, I think I think the game almost entirely depends on what Nick Bosa is able to do out there because Patrick Mahomes has shown that, that, that there's no moment too big and uh, he's going to step up. So I, I think it's pretty much a guarantee that he's going to have a very special game. But if Nick Bosa can come in and make some plays at some pivotal times like the great pass rushers of all time have, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, if he's able to have a Von Miller-esque Super Bowl against the Carolina Panthers kind of game, then that that completely changes the pace of this thing. Uh, I think you have to limit the turnovers, and that's another way that you can go ahead and beat him specifically is just make sure you contain the ball. If he does get home, then he gets home. Because we've watched Pat throw third and 20-something and and get it, you know, like eight times out of ten. So just take it, just hold on to the ball, control the ball, and I think we should be okay, man. I I really do think that the Chiefs should take care of business because, like you said, I I don't think there's a chance the 49ers go ahead and score with them. Yeah, I think that, honestly, one of the two most important... The two most important like matchups and players um, on the offensive side of the ball, I think it's got to be Eric Fisher on Nick Bosa because Nick Bosa is an incredible talent. And what he does is he wins with power a lot of the time. He doesn't really have a ton of moves. I mean, he also has moves, but a lot of what he does is just a power rush, and that's kind of Eric Fisher's weakness. So that's going to be a key matchup is if Eric Fisher can control him all day, run him upfield, and hopefully Mahomes can kind of slip out the back and roll out to his left or something. But uh, another key piece here is going to be Damian Williams. Can he sit in there and get a block? 
in in uh, pass protection. Can he dip out and, ca- and catch a couple passes in the screen game? I think that um, last year a lot of what what we did when we played the 49ers was do a lot of misdirection and then a, and then a screen pass. So I think that that's going to be seen a lot. I think that Damian Williams is in for a huge game potentially. Um, and he's going to be crucial in pass protection for sure. So if Eric Fisher can win one-on-one versus Nick Bosa a lot, um, I think that we're going to be in a good position. And obviously, we're going to need to get the ball out quick. We're going to need to do short passes. And then uh, it's going to be hard to take it over the top of this team deep. But I feel like we'll have a few opportunities that, you know, some blown coverage somewhere and we'll figure something out. Yeah, I mean, the thing the thing about that is uh, everyone's been talking about this cover three uh, that they run that, you know, they're able to stay over the top pretty well and uh, kind of manage what, what's coming after them. But the fact is, is when you have Tyree Kill streaking across the field and, and you know, to get a little bit deeper into the, you know, the s- specifics of the game, Tyree Kill is going to go ahead and probably line up in the slot and cross all the way past, you know, the both the safety and into the other corner's zone. Kelsey could be split out alone on the other side and then be running deep hitch routes. And that immediately wastes what that corner is able to do. He's got to make a pick. You know, is he going to guard Kelsey or is he going to stay deep in, in the event that Hill does take it over the top of him then you got mccall hardman who to me specifically is going to have a big game i think i think there's going to be a lot of actual plays that are designed to go to hardman whether whether it be on the sweep you know whether it be reverses something like that i I think you're going to see it uh but the way he's able to go ahead and attack the middle of the field, I could see him going ahead and streaking down there. Basically, what I'm addressing is a verticals concept. And then Sammy Watkins on the edge, you have to stay loyal to I mean, you have to stay committed to him. So you can't just let him go and, and keep, you know, your, your mind set totally on Hill and Hardman and Kelsey. And the fact that you have all four of those guys with Damian Williams, who had a great like you said, the threat he is out of the backfield to go ahead and catch the ball. That's something you got to be concerned about. I think we go ahead and attack it plenty well. I think Andy Reid with two weeks to draw up against it is not going to be an issue. So this this stellar scheme that they have, I'm not so worried about it personally. And I honestly would be surprised if they come out and stick to it. I would be. I would think they probably come out and show a lot of man, a lot of blitzes. And just try and do some things because you know Andy Reid's going to have plays to go ahead and attack that. And they've been working on it all week. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what they actually do versus what they, you know, what the scouts say they're going to come out and do. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, we can kind of take a look back to what happened in, in last year's game versus the 49ers. There was, you know, Mahomes was going off. We were absolutely dominating this team. We were beating the shit out of them, and then Jimmy G gets hurt, and then the narrative kind of flipped on that game, and everyone forgets that last year we absolutely torched basically this exact same defense. I mean, D Ford and Nick Bosa are there. Their pass rush is much better, but other than that, it was the same guys. So last year, Mahomes dominated it. He looked fantastic. He had one of the best plays of his entire career that touchdown to Chris Connolly in the corner of the end zone where he rolled left, rolled all the way back right, almost to the sideline. Um, 
we can do this. We've done this before. We've seen this scheme a lot. We've beat the Chargers twice this year who basically run this exact same scheme. So, I mean, it's nothing that we haven't seen before. And something that I think that people are not talking about that I think is going to be important is Steve Spagnuolo has been here. He's done this with what people think is like an inferior defense and a team that's going to get rolled. Steve Spagnuolo has been here. He's done this and he's going to have a bunch of things that I think that, uh, that the 49ers are not expecting whatsoever. And it's going to be new looks for him. So I think that Steve Spagnuolo is going to have a big part in this. And, uh, he's been here before done it. And hopefully, hopefully he can get this done. And I think he'll have a good game plan coming into this. And obviously as you guys have heard, the, uh, the guys on the defensive side of the ball are ready to go and, and, man i think that we're clicking on all cylinders better than we have all season we're the healthiest we've been all season and it just seems like everything's lining up right now yeah i mean it's it's always there's that always the old saying of you want to be playing your your best football in the playoffs you know you you want to build up to it then week week 17 18 19 that's when you want to be playing your best football and that truly has been the case for the chiefs this year and i think it's really is pretty neat to go ahead and have a guy like Andy Reid and Steve Spags out there. Uh, just what they're going to bring new to the table. We've always talked about Pat Mahomes and how he's got the, uh, how Andy Reid has the special deck of cards with Pat plays. And uh, you know you're going to see some of those. And uh, and that's exciting. But Spags as well. I mean, I'm glad you addressed that. The, what he was able to do this season with bringing special blitzes. Guys were coming free, which you see in college – you can see blitzers come free and, and pretty often or guys that kind of are hidden that the line doesn't pick up. But there there have been games this year where Spags has just had def- offensive linemen just guessing, having no idea what's about to come. And, and only send five guys and still get a guy free. Four guys and still get a guy free. So I, I would definitely expect him to come out with some special stuff there, specifically in the blitz, because I don't think Jimmy G is going to be able to handle that. Uh, I think that they're going to have to go ahead and go to the short passing game, which to me is fine. It's great for us. Yeah, I mean, we've seen how uh, – how the honey badger is attacking that short passing game coming up, which you got to worry about, you know, getting hit over the top. But as long as you have decent safety play over the top, you're going to be okay. Let him roam around, let him do his thing, let him attack Kittle in that short passing game, and just don't let him get hit hit deep. And Daniel Sorensen has also been playing very well. Uh, I hope he's not going to be the guy that kind of locks in on Kittle at the beginning. So I think if that's if that's the case, which I wouldn't be shocked if it was to start the game, uh, I'd be a little bit nervous. But all in all, man, I I love this coaching staff. I love the team. Like you said, they're playing their best football right now, and it's just feeling it's just feeling right, man. Honestly, to me, it's it's just. It really is. It really is, man. And as a Chiefs fan, that's scary to say, man, because when the hell has that ever been the case in my, in my 25 years of existence? Certainly that's not been the case. Yeah. Let's just hope for no fluky calls that are going to go down in history. Um, that is my concern because I'm a Chiefs fan and we've seen too many of those. You know, the Ford Progress game, the T Ford last year, you know, we've had a bunch of that stuff. That's that's what we need to not do. We've been 
playing great, sound um, football this whole postseason, and we just need to stick with that, stay disciplined, and keep doing what we've been doing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, luckily, when it comes to the NFL storyline and stuff like that, uh, it's it's better for we're in a better situation because we have the face of the NFL on our team. You know, we have Andy Reid, who basically the whole world wants to see win a Super Bowl, and uh, I I think it's gonna be good. I I think they're ready for this next dynasty to come along. So the storyline when the NFL inevitably rigs this game at some point. Uh, I think hopefully it should go in our favor. Hopefully we'll blow them out just really badly and it won't come down to anything bad. But I think if there is a pivotal call or something like that, I wouldn't be shocked if it goes our way because it seems like it's been happening uh, a decent amount this year. That you know, There's been some uh, questionable moments, some questionable officiating, some calls, that, some pass interference calls and stuff like that that could have gone. I don't know really- what you're talking about. Yeah, no, no, no. no I, don't think, I don't think we. I don't think so, actually. <laughs> so I think, I think we're actually good there, man. And I, I think Chiefs roll, baby. Chiefs roll. Yeah, and I think another point that um, is also important here is when you're playing for someone else, that always makes you play harder. And it seems like this team is really down to play for Andy this week. They seem like they really want to get it done. And when you're playing for something other than you, you know, you're playing for your family, yourself, the name on your back, obviously all that stuff. But when it comes down to all of this, everyone keeps getting asked, what do you guys want to do? How important is this to win for Andy? Everyone keeps hearing that. And they're just like, yeah, we're going to do this for Andy. We want to do it for ourselves, obviously, but we're, we're going to go do this for Andy. And so, I mean, when, whenever you're playing for someone else like that, it always, it always kind of kicks it up a notch and brings that intensity and that fire. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, I did think there was an interesting point by Chris Jones where he did address, you know, he's like, this is for me, you know, this is something special for me. I love Andy, you know, and, and we want to get it done for him, but he, he was talking about how important it is to himself and how he wants to get it done for, you know, what, for his career and what, and what it can mean to him. And I think that's important to also have that fire. So it's that balance, like, like you kind of talked about there. I think that's an important thing to have. And, uh, you know, the, lighting a fire under you just from a having that fire lit under you from a coaching perspective, just having this guy that, that you just want to win for, you know, it, it's not like Andy's going to be talking to the team and like, go out and win this one for me. You know, no, that's no certainly not going to be the case. But just naturally having that behind them, which they certainly do, uh, I think I think that should be a large motivator and something that can, in those tough moments, because there's inevitably going to be some tough moments, whether it's within the first three minutes of the game or it's in the final three minutes of the game. There's gonna It's the Super Bowl. There, it's, there's going to be tight moments. The brightest lights. And, and so having that behind you to go ahead and keep you going, keep you pushing is huge. It's huge. And I think it will matter. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I had heard heard Bart Scott, he was talking, he was doing one of those Radio Row interviews. And he had just mentioned that, you know, a lot of these times when you're playing for someone else, it always got me personally and my defense fired up. And so I kind of thought that that was a cool point. Um, so, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of great stuff going into this. Um, are you kind of ready to get into predictions and what we're thinking? I think so. So do you want me to lead off here? Yes, sir. Go for it. All right. All right. So I got to go with a high scoring one for the chiefs. 
I don't think the 49ers really start putting it up there. Honestly, I'm going to go 35-24 to 24, Chiefs victory. Uh, I, I think it starts off a little bit close, but I really don't think the Chiefs trail too big at any moment, and I think uh, well into the fourth quarter it's kind of established. I think we're just going to be all gritting our teeth just waiting for the last 15 minutes of that game that entire fourth quarter uh, I think we'll have basically 30 points on the board before the fourth quarter even starts and I can see us just trying to grind this thing out to get the win but that that's what I got there 35-24 Chiefs win and Super Bowl champions okay well damn we are pretty close here in our predictions um I got the Kansas City Chiefs winning Super Bowl 54 in Miami, Florida, 35-28. to um, I think that we can definitely get this done. I think that we're the more prolific offense. We are the higher-power offense, and I think that our defense is way underrated. I think that we're going to be able to stop this run game. I think that we, we will be able to contain Jimmy G. I don't think he's going to have a big game, game against us. He's going to have to do incredible things for the 49ers to be able to win and keep up with this offense um so i see the chiefs winning um by a little bit uh i also am not ruling out a harrison butker game-winning field goal as well i think that that could be the other possibility that that would feel a little bit poetic i guess to go ahead and have harrison butker go ahead and do it because i mean if you think about how the season ended last year right against the Patriots, we marched to the field with Pat Mahomes in, what, 30 seconds to go ahead and yeah, get that like 36. game game tire to go ahead and tie the game, which she totally delivered on. It was a huge kick, but it's totally forgotten about because of the stupid overtime rules. That's what happened. Uh, so so I, that, I could see that happening. I could see that happening for sure. But I really do think, man, the Chiefs, I think they get up relatively early. And I just don't – I think the 49ers game plan will get tossed. I, I think Shanahan's going to come out with a nice game plan and eventually at some point once Pat Mahomes does some crazy shit again like he always does and all of a sudden you're down 14, I, I think that plan just goes away. It's gone. And, 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 and Jimmy G, I think, operating outside of that plan, to me is not the quarterback to get it done. So I, I think Chiefs – are going to be Super Bowl champions, man. I, I cannot believe it. I can't even believe we're in this game, man. What a, what a special thing. Yeah, I mean, it it didn't really seem real until that, like, that opening night, which looked like an opening ceremony to the Olympics. Did you did you watch yeah. that? that? Oh, yeah, I did. They're all out there in the all-white, too. The, the, that, that was sick. crazy. Yeah, they all look oh, fire they look so good. Mahomes so with the red bottoms, those are fire. Um but yeah, nope, I see the Chiefs being victorious, Super Bowl champions, and let's go have a parade in Kansas City, baby. Let's do it, baby. I think that thing should be Tuesday. I know you should be coming up, right? You got to be coming up. Yes, sir. Oh, I wouldn't man. miss it. It's going to be wild, man. It's got to be one of the all-time celebrations. Let's just get the job done first, and you know they're focused. You can tell it. And, uh, man, I would rest easy this week, Chiefs Kingdom, because I think we're going to get it done, man. Just take, Just take a breath. Just settle in. And once that game comes on, just try. I know we're all going to be dying. Just try and relax yeah. and enjoy what we're about to do out there. Yes, sir. We, and remember this, Chiefs fans. We have Patrick, LaVon, Mahomes, 
the second on our team, and that's who you want on your team. So we we got this. Let's go get this dub, Chiefs. Let's win the Super Bowl, and let's have a party in Kansas City, baby. Yeah, go ahead and check us out on Twitter. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it is you need. Be ready for that Super Bowl victory podcast. Can't wait to break down the game, see how that thing went down. And uh, let you know how just how many. Was it 300 yards for Mahomes? 400 yards? Was it four touchdowns? Five touchdowns? Can't wait to give you all the lowdown. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if, if Patrick Mahomes gets four touchdowns, he'll be the he'll have the most touchdowns without an interception in playoff history. So watch out for that, Chiefs fans. Peace.